Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If you're a new listener, we appreciate you stopping by and uh, giving us some of your time. If you're a recurring patron, what can I say? We really appreciate you. Thanks for uh, giving us your time and thanks for spreading the word. We're actually one of the fastest growing shows on Voice America. I think people are seeking more certainty in their life. And uh, my guest today is a great example of someone who's helping others do exactly that. So James uh, Pelton is a serial entrepreneur. He's a Christian, a father, a uh, He's a husband, and he is an influencer. He's got a very popular YouTube channel that's focused on passive income. And so, James, thanks for being here today. really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show this morning. Hey, thanks for having me, Patrick. Always happy to hop on and talk through life, finances, whatever else uh, we've got going on. So, Absolutely. Well, you know, we talk about finding certainty in our lives or... Um, I take it a step further. I said we have to create certainty in our lives. Unfortunately, it's not a, usually something that just lands in our laps. But um, you are a perfect example of someone who's doing exactly that. As I said, because you know, I I, I heard a quote from Zig Ziglar uh, years and years ago. He said, "Money isn't the most important thing in life, but it's right up there with oxygen in the got to have it scale." Right. And that's what you're doing. You, through your show, which you have tens of thousands of subscribers now that listen in faithfully, you're helping share insights and strategies and tools with your listeners and how exactly to do that. And uh, I think it's very popular. It's, a, it's obviously a hot topic for people. So looking forward to drilling down on it today and getting to know you a little bit more and really enjoying our friendship thus far. So... Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it as well. I to- I totally agree too. You know, money is not you you have to know what you're wanting money for, but then when you find out here's here's your goals, a lot of times money is kind of the tool that gets you there. If you want to help people, a lot of times, you know, when you go talk to random people, "Hey, what do you need help with?" Most of the time they're going to say something financial. And mm-hmm. so yeah, money can be a great tool for that. Well, it's interesting. I, I went to dinner last night. I'm actually here in Provo, Utah for a a conference with this company, Transact Card, that we're uh, we're a part of. Um, but we went to dinner with a couple of colleagues from a company here in Orem, Utah, named Find Mojo. <laughs> Great name, right? But they um, they have a software that measures. It's a survey that uh, they went out and surveyed over a million people to find out what their motivators were. And now, when you take this survey. It tells you what is important to you, what motivates you, and what's interesting. You know, there's the the DISC survey that, that measures your skills, and and there's the Gallup survey, and there's others. But Find Mojo survey focuses on what gets you amped, what what what's important to you. You know, what gets you up and out of bed in the morning. And what's interesting is where they've done thousands and thousands of surveys. They've worked with over seventy five percent of the Fortune five hundreds and so forth and so on. But they said money typically comes in the in the bottom five when you start comparing it to things like impact and and uh, significance and and 
you know, philanthropy and uh, autonomy. I mean, all these different motivators, right? Money is actually very low. It is the highest for some people, but it's more the exception than the rule. However, if you don't have your finances taken care of, if you don't have financial security or certainty, as we like to call it, then everything else seems to be a lot more difficult, right? It's hard to focus and hard to thrive and so forth and so on. So, so it's, it, it's a, it's a very interesting topic, but uh, before we go further, though, I always like to say and just share two reasons why I've invited this guest to be on my show. And the first is that, obviously, when we talk about passive income, that is a that is a topic. It's a a dream, even for people, that can absolutely change their life. And you've figured out some things and some approaches and some tools that are absolutely doing that. You're doing that yourself. And so that's the first reason I wanted you on because it's something that's that's needed, as we're saying. The second, though, is that you're very transparent. You are. We were talking about this before the show, and maybe uh, we'll get into this a little bit. But you don't just talk about it, right? You're actually doing it. You show your listeners your own numbers each month. You, you know, and so that that combination of, of expertise and transparency, I think, is not only important. But it's it's very rare. It's unique, especially when we come to uh, YouTube experts and so so called YouTube experts, right? <laughs> right, YouTube experts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Quote unquote. Right. So uh, so anyway, um, let's jump into a little bit of your background. Tell us where you grew up, a little bit about your family, if you don't mind, and and what brought you to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the kind of the cliff notes version. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I uh, just was born and raised here and all my family, I've got five siblings and they've all got kids now. And so we just, we're kind of all here. So that's, you know, I've just stuck around. Um, but yeah, uh, my relationship with Jesus, very, very important to me. Um, you know, it's what, the reason I do a lot of what I do. Uh, pretty much everything I do is because of that. Um, I went to school for software engineering, love software. I just love that you could create anything. When I discovered when I was in first or second grade, I wrote my first QBasic program and I was, I showed my mom, I was like, look, you can make your computer do anything you want it to do. And she was kind of like, oh, that's nice. That's great. You know? And, uh, but I, I just loved it. And so I wrote, you know, all sorts of websites and stuff went from, first grade, second grade, third grade, junior high, I was the one making games that my friends were playing and things like that. Um, right. Went to school for software engineering. And then when I got into the job market, um, I started building e-commerce for people, um, built e-commerce stores. This was kind of, this would have been like 2008, 2009. So a lot of companies weren't doing e-commerce yet. Right. Um, and so I was trying to just help people go from traditional sales to selling online. And when I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur was um, I helped a company make, I built them an e-commerce website. They sold a million dollars in their first year through their website. And so, you know, I was making 90K there. So I was well paid, but I said, oh, I made them a million dollars. Surely I'll get a bonus or, or something for <laughs> just a million dollars that they wouldn't have gotten that they got just because of something that I did. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. And they took me out for lunch at a rib house and they were like, thank you so much for the, you know, e-commerce website. And then the next year they did $3 million. And really all I got for it was this rib lunch and they were good ribs. I mean, don't get me wrong, but uh, I just, I realized <laughs> then, plan, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just, I realized then that any effort I put in is going to go, if I'm an employee, 
it's going to go to my employer's vision and they're going to get the mainly the reap the benefits from it and i decided hey i want to do my own thing i want my effort to contribute directly to my you know financial situation and things like that so i wrote my own software sends out mass text messages um, i kind of started helped start the the text message marketing craze which um sometimes i feel bad about because <laughs> it's kind of annoying it now you know the spam text messages um, but i helped get that going um, grew that company from from zero. I wrote it just in the evenings after I got home from work, and grew it to twelve employees. And we were, you know, two hundred k a month in recurring monthly revenue, um, and really, really enjoyed that process. Um, through that, though, I ended up, you know, after a few years, when you have twelve employees, I no longer was writing any code. I no longer was really even doing business development. I was spending all my time just keeping employees drama down and keeping right. employees motivated and dealing with lawyers and things like that. And I just, I didn't like it. I was like, this isn't why I set out to be an entrepreneur. I, I'm more the uh, zero to seven figure guy, not the seven figure to nine figure guy. Hmm. And uh, so I sold the business in 2020. Um, so then I had a chunk of change to play with, started investing, got into venture capital, um, had dreams of being a real estate tycoon until I found out it's a lot of work and not all it's cracked up to be. Um, and then eventually found my way to crypto. And crypto, I really enjoyed. I'm being a tech guy myself. Um, and then eventually I was talking about all my crypto plays with my wife. And she said, you know what? This isn't something I'm super interested in. And I'm like, well, who do I share it with? And she said, start a YouTube channel and share it with the world. And I said, oh, all right, I'll give that a shot. And then, uh, yeah, I went from zero to 20,000 subscribers in like three months. And then it's just kind of been been uh, downhill from there, I guess you would say. So, and uh, yeah, really enjoy it. Love my, my channels focused on, really, I did not enjoy my nine to five em employment experience. And I know there's a lot of other people in that boat. So really one of my main goals is to help people. If you don't like your nine to five, I want to help you find passive income. I want to help you find side hustles investments to get you out of that nine to five so you can kind of do what you want to do. But yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Well, I think it'd be probably safer to say it's all been uphill from there rather than all downhill. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. You, uh, you know, you are basically living the American dream, right? There are millions and millions of people out there who are in, in the same shoes, right? And they're, they don't enjoy working for someone else. They, they're chafing at that, um, that yoke around their or that burden on their shoulders, that yoke, and they they're looking for something, you know. Especially with COVID, where many people had to come home and work from home, they realized they could. They realized how much nicer it was not having to have that commute or or deal with that boss every day face to face or the the office politics or whatever. And so, I think the interest has even grown. It's oh, yeah. risen since COVID. W would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think people, a lot of people don't think it's possible. Like a lot of people are just skeptical. They've been raised with the mindset that no, an, you have an employer. They take care of you. They provide you benefits. Like When I tell people about entrepreneurship and the first thing they say is, but I won't have health insurance. Then I just know that they've been kind of trapped in their brain a little bit that They've been, you know, grown, they've been raised and just trained that this is the way you live life. You go to school, you get a job, you retire when you're 65 or whatever, and that's that's life for everyone. Um, and once people have started to see, no, it's possible, there's side hustles you can do. There's full at-home work-for-yourself businesses that can make a lot more than you make in your nine-to-five job. 
Um, you know, health insurance is the least of your problems. You know, if you have enough money, it doesn't matter. You can find a way to make your health insurance work out and things like that. So, but I think once people were kind of started to open up to that idea and you start hearing stories about other people, you know, I quit my job and became a YouTuber. I quit my job, became a blogger. I quit my job and became a, you know, started a drop shipping store, whatever the case might be. As people hear more and more of that, they start thinking, oh, maybe, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's something that I could do. Um, and again, that's one of the big uh, messages I want to get across from my channel is that you you can do it. You can pretty much set it, whatever you set out to do, set your mind to do, you can pretty much do almost anything um, if you just think you can do it and don't give up. Um, but that's one of the messages I want to get across to people. 100%. You know, James, uh, two weeks ago, I had a guest slated for my show and and at the last minute, she had technical challenges. Zoom, you know, went on hiatus for the morning or something for her. And and I had to cancel. We ended up doing the show the following week. But last minute, with about five minutes notice, I ended up having no guests for my show. And so I ended up doing a monologue, kind of like what you do, where you're not necessarily interviewing someone. You're just talking, right? And and you're sharing insights. And and I talked about this exact topic. I talked about how do we find certainty in our lives or how do we create it? And I talked about how the first thing you have to do is believe that it's possible, right? You have to, you have to be optimistic. You have to have hope at least that it's, it's doable. And second step was um, you have to inventory what, you, what resources you have, what knowledge you have, experience, connections, or go find them, right? And the third one is... Don't try to do it alone. You know, there's mentors, there's coaches like you, there's experts that you can learn from and accelerate your learning curve, help you, mentor you, and maybe even invest in you or whatever. But those three steps, and that's what you did. You know, you 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 believed you could do it. You looked at what you were good at, and then you, I don't know if you involved others. I assume you had mentors or others that you, at least sounding boards that you referred to. I certainly have. Uh, but it's a model that absolutely will work if someone can follow those steps. And last but not least, as you said, not give up. You know, it's yep, yep, absolutely. Well, and I did. I had a friend um, who had started a word search. Uh, so he was a teacher, and he was needing word searches for his class. You know, the old word searches where you have to look through yeah, and. Yeah. He was not able to find a good way to, to get those regularly. So he wrote some software that just generated word searches. That's all it did. You could theme them um, based on different things. And he actually, he wrote that software and grew that to 50K a month. Just this simple little software that really took him hardly any time, took him maybe like five days to code. And then he started selling it and it became, he ended up quitting his teaching job and that then he just sold this word search creator. Um, so, and that really inspired me. I said, wow, that's, if he can do that with a word search creator, surely I can do that with any number of things. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just follow, followed his example and went for it. Well, and to your point, um, I think a lot of people don't start because of fear. They're, they're afraid of not you know, not having that security or not having benefits or, and a lot of that is not because uh, it's, it's real. It's, it's in their mind. It's imagined, you know, the people think, well, what will I do about health insurance? Well, you can buy insurance. There's options out there. You know, our, one of our best selling product lines at our company, certainty management is, is a low cost, deep discount health sharing program. I mean, literally I dropped my 
650 a month payment with Blue Cross Blue Shield to 150 a month and I have better coverage now. And so we should talk about that with your group because yeah, that'd be great. There are a lot of entrepreneurs looking out there. I can go to any doctor, any hospital. I pay a fraction of what um, others would pay. Once I hit my deductible, they pay 90%. Once I hit a $5,000 co-share, they pay 100%. It's phenomenal. And so there are resources out there and tools. A lot of people just don't know about them. They don't realize yeah. that they're available and that's an and it's so it's a perceived obstacle that's not usually as much an obstacle as people think it is. Yeah. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Well, and so a couple of things I'd say to that. First off, um, I don't know how much of your audience, you know, believe in God or Christians or anything like that, but fear is not a language that God speaks. That's always a language that we speak and that Satan speaks and that the world speaks. But anytime you're not doing something because of fear. That's not the right the right move. Um, fear should not be what keeps you from doing something because, like you said, most of the time it's not even real. It's just made up things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing I'd say. And then second off, people misunderstand that there's safety in a W two, but there's risk if you go do it for yourself. I've seen people laid off. I mean, during COVID, we saw this all over the place. Right. You're laid off. You're fired. There's no more safety in a W two than in doing your own thing. And I think that's a, some people miss that. They think I'm safer here when that's not true at all. And uh, yeah, really just the the key is just go do it. You know, uh, Proverbs says, hard work brings a profit. Mere talk leads only to poverty. So if you want to go do something, people bring in all these obstacles. I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of this. Forget that. Just go do it. And uh, you can, you can make things happen. If you just go execute, go do something. I mean, Nike's, Made billions of dollars. Yeah, right. Logan, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just do it. I love it. That's I have great. so many people who've told me I have this great idea. And I said, well, what have you done? And they said, well, nothing. Could you go do the idea? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can, but then I'm going to make most of the money from it. Go, just go do it. Go build it. Um, you can do it in the evenings, you know, if you need to. So. Well, 100%. You talk about side hustles and side gigs. You know, you don't have to quit your job today and go full time in a business and go into debt and, you can start part-time. You can start building that side hustle and build it up to where it's, you know, catching up with your full-time income and then comparing and then exceeding. If, if that's, if you're a more conservative person and that's the option, the route you want to go, there's options out there for you. Uh, we all have our, our risk tolerance levels, right? But yeah, but we're up against our first break. I'm always amazed by how fast the show goes by. I, right. I guess you say, how are we going to talk for something for an hour? I don't have anything to say, you know, but it, <laughs> oh, you know, man, it's I could over, talk right? for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go to a quick break. Don't go away. I want to come back to this concept and this topic of fear, because I think it's really an important element of this whole conversation about entrepreneurialism and passive income. So don't go anywhere. We're visiting with uh, James Pelton. YouTube influencer, serial entrepreneur, crypto expert. Uh, Looking forward to hearing more about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, I think it's uh, really a fascinating series of topics. It's not just one topic. It's a whole series in my mind. So we will be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options. 
even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back. Thanks for uh, being with us this beautiful Friday morning. I'm looking out the window at the Rocky Mountains, the Wasatch Range here. There's still a little bit of snow up on the uh, tops of the mountains. You know, they had a record snowfall this year in Utah. Over 900 feet of snow. No, is it 900 inches or 900 feet? I'm going to guess inches. I think it's feet, actually. Really? Wow. At Altus Resort. Yeah. It was record. I mean, every one of the lakes here is overflowing. Uh, You know, Lake Powell has gone up 70 feet. Lake Mead is coming up. I mean, the list goes on and on. But anyway, I I digress since I'm staring at this gorgeous scene out the window. Um, So we were talking before the break about fear when it comes to entrepreneurialism and, you know, creating passive income and how fear stops us from from oftentimes doing what could be a, a true blessing in our lives. And, you know, I I, I, I understand that, right? I've been a, an employee for many, many years. I was in corporate America, and then I've also had my own businesses. And, and it's difficult making that leap and deciding when to make it and how to make it. And, and yet, to our point earlier, most fear is unfounded. It's exaggerated, right? I heard an example once, and I shared this on that monologue two weeks ago about two employees who got sent home and they said, you know, you're contagious. We've had this virus going through the office or something. So we need you to go home. We're going to give you a week off with pay, but can't come back for a week. Maybe it was two weeks. I forget. But and one of them said, oh, I can't afford to take off a week of work. My inbox is already overflowing. I'm, uh, I'm already behind. I mean, he goes home and he's miserable for the entire, I think it was two weeks, or an entire two weeks that he was home. The other guy says, sweet, <laughs> I needed a vacation, right? My inbox full, and, but they, they're going to pay me to have, have some free time off. And they didn't say I couldn't go fishing, you know I mean? So... <laughs> So what was different between those two scenarios? 
nothing other than how they chose to see it, right? And so, so much of fear is mindset. So much of 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 even anything negative, we lose our job. We think, oh, I'm never going to get another job. My kid, my family's going to be homeless. Well, that's probably not true, right? It's just that first gut response or that knee-jerk response is so often untrue. It's exaggerated, and uh, we can change it. So how do you overcome that? In your experience, James, as you talk with your listeners and in your you know, your history, you're now making you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month residually. How do you overcome that fear and make that leap as you're stepping out into the dark, do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. Um I think, well, and how I would handle it now is different than how I handled it. You know, I've learned over the years a lot of things about fear. So I'm actually very risk adverse. And when I was working my nine to five, you know, I was making, I was making 90K, got a raise to 100. So I was making six figures. And as a young, you know, young 20s um, with a family, I was like, okay, this is pretty secure. You know, I don't want to lose this. And so I was very, as I was building this company on the side, um, I was very nervous about quitting my stable, you know, six-figure job and moving over into this where, man, if if I don't make it happen, no one's going to make it happen. And I was very nervous about that. So I actually, um, it, I had five employees working for me full-time before I actually quit my nine-to-five and moved over to it. So I just ran it in the evenings. I was taking, a, I made a deal with my employer where, hey, can I take business calls during work hours? And um, they said no. And then I said, well, then I need to go work somewhere where I can. Then they said, okay, fine. Yes. And <laughs> um, so that, that's my negotiating a tactic there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I actually waited and waited and waited. Um, I had six employees, five employees working for me full time. And then finally I told my employees, okay, I'm coming on full time now. And uh, it, it was great. I mean, the business took off when I did that, you know, that, that fear really kept me from some success that I would have had. I would have had success a lot earlier if I had just, you know, gone, gone all in like a Hernan Cortez when he came to the new world, burned the ships behind him, right? Because he right. told uh, his soldiers, hey, we're not going back. So you need to just settle in here and make it happen, make it work. Um, so now how I deal with fear is I realize, I look back and realize most of my fears were unfounded. So um, most of the things I've worried about or been fearful about have never happened. And the things that have happened to me are not things that I was afraid of or that I was worried about. So it, it be, kind of became just, oh, this is a waste of time to worry about things, be fearful of things. Those are not the things that are going to happen. There are things that are going to happen, but it's not those things. And so, you know, I've just really learned, um, and Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, it, it just, you know, he really has helped me through this, but he says, you know what? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has today has enough trouble of its own. Just live for today. He prays, give us this day our daily bread. And you can look at God's taking me care of me right now. He's taking care of me in the past. I believe he'll take care of me in the future. And uh, so, I mean, it's still a battle. Still fears come up. Um, another another a misconception people have is that when you get to a certain financial point, fear and worry and anxiety just go away there's there's no more you know elon musk surely has no fears or anxieties about anything right um but actually the opposite as you get as you move along in your financial journey um you know when i had 12 employees okay well i used to just be worried about my family now i'm worried about 12 people and their families and so as i actually felt way more of a burden 
Um, as my financial, um, as I moved along financially, there's been way more stress and anxiety and fear and things like that. Um, but it's a growth process. So you just learn, Hey, you know, the, the fears are not what have actually happened. God's taking care of me. He'll continue to take care of me. And, uh, you know, just keep moving forward. That's what I emphasize is keep putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, and not to digress too much, but I was actually uh, watching Frozen 2, okay, with my kids. And mm-hmm. I was at a financial, kind of a tricky spot in just some financial things that were going on. So what do I do? And in Frozen 2, Elsa sings, when you don't know what to do, just do the next right thing. And I was in the theater and I was like almost crying. Like, oh, that's so beautiful. And um, <laughs> But it's very good advice. Great message. So, yeah. yeah, there's some wisdom from Disney movies. 100%. You know, um, this morning I was driving into this conference. We're here at this um, leadership summit for Transact Card. Um, and my business partner and I were talking and he shared that one of his favorite um, historical figures was um, one of the civil Civil War generals. And he was talking about how he was on his horse and there were bullets flying past him. And his lieutenant, one of his lieutenants said, you need to get off the horse, sir. We can't afford to lose you. And his response was, God has already appointed the time of my death, right? If this is, if today is it, so be it. He said, but we can't, he, he was he was talking about how uh, we have to be brave. We have to have faith. We have to know where, uh, you know, that God has a plan for us. Anyway, it was a big long quote. I, I can't I can't uh, recount it right now. But but to your point, I believe that God and whoever you believe in, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whoever, we all believe in a. And most of us believe in a higher power. And w- when it comes to overcoming fear in our lives and accomplishing our dreams, I'll tell you one of the most important things I've learned is to listen to those promptings that come, those impressions that, that are pushing you. If you're feeling pushed to do something, maybe it's because you're supposed to, right? Maybe it's because there's a there's a uh, an audience who's waiting for you or there's a, uh, a, a legacy that you're supposed to create. And so I, I don't think that's just indigestion, right? <laughs> I think that is inspiration and it's pushing you. It gets you started if you listen to it and then it will guide you if you continue to listen to it. And I'm sure you would agree is building your business, you're guided and directed and protected if you if you just pay attention. It's an acquired skill being in tune to the spirit in that way. Um, you definitely get better at it the more you do it. And I catch myself, you know, I'll, I'll have a thought that says, grab your uh, extra keys. And I ignore it because I'm in a rush heading out the door and I lock my keys in my car, right? Yeah. But if I had listened... I would have had my extra keys in my pocket. But so sometimes we learn from the times we didn't listen and other times we learn from the times we did. But how how important is that? Have you found, and, and for your listeners, how important is it, do you think, that they listen? And not just to the spirit, but to others. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of people who kind of go through life feeling pretty purposeless. And then I ask them, well, what do you think would give you purpose? And then they tell me, this is what I think would give me purpose. And I said, well, what steps are you taking towards kind of going towards that, building that ministry or that, you know, philanthropic effort or that business or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that dream job? 
And they said, well, I'm not doing anything towards that. And I said, well, so if you, if you know what would give you purpose and you're not doing it, then it makes sense that you would kind of feel purposeless, right? And they say, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. So one thing I tell people, we'll I encourage, <laughs> yeah, one thing I encourage people to do is if you could do anything in the next six months and you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? And adding in that you knew you wouldn't fail really gets into the heart of what people really want to be doing, what they really think um, would give them purpose and things like that. And the reason they're not doing it is because they're afraid of failure, like we were talking about. And so I try to just, you know, open that up to people and just, okay, that's what you really, really want. Now here's the steps to do that. Here's somebody else who's gone from where you're at to that thing that you think would bring you purpose. And here's kind of a blueprint. Do you want to take that journey? And a lot of people say no because of the fear and it, it is hard work. A lot of people in America, especially where we are kind of lazy, we like comfort. Um, we like, you know, you get addicted to Netflix and watching movies and, you know, you get off work and it's like, okay, finally I can grab a beer and watch a movie. You know, that's kind of how Americans think. Um, so, and, and you don't have to follow your dreams or go after those things, but you know, if you're feeling purposeless, uh, and you have a direction, then, you know, I would recommend that you start going in that direction. So, yeah, I think that's totally right, Patrick. 100%. You know, as I look at my career, I've uh, I've had my fair share of successes and my fair, fair share of failures, right? And part of the uh, fear of failing, I think, is that we think it's going to be permanent or we think it's going to be much further reaching than it is. And yet I've learned, I learned the lesson long ago that if you fell forward, at least you're moving in the right direction. You might skin your knees and you'll get up and, you know, brush, brush off and figure it out. But if you just keep moving forward, fail forward. Um, my dad, I've, I've talked about this on past episodes, but my dad talks about foresight, midsight and hindsight. Many of us look back on things and try to learn from them with hindsight. You know, we talk about 2020 hindsight, but we also need foresight. We need a plan for where we want to get there. And then while we're going through it, and as we're struggling or overcoming obstacles or even failing, right, we have to stop and say, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I improve upon it? How can I get up and brush off and, and move forward? Or am I just going to stay here and and uh, kind of curl up in a ball, right? Become inca incapacitated. So I love that reminder of foresight, midsight, and hindsight. And I believe the most important one is midsight. Mm. Yeah. Can I, can I speak into that a little bit? Yeah, I Absolutely. was yeah. one thing that I've seen. I love what you said about um, failures are not as devastating as we think they're going to be. Like when you lose your job, we'll, we'll just use that as an example because I think that's something a, a lot of people can relate to. But you lose your job and at the time it is devastating. It's like my life is over. I'm never going to recover from this. I'm my, you know, this is the end of my financial journey. But right. then in we reality, have, we have images of us living under a bridge under, yep. under right? <laughs> totally, totally. But then in reality, I've seen this hundreds of times. People are devastated, but then two weeks three weeks, they find another job. And sometimes it's a better job than what they had before. And they realize, oh, wait, so that was a, that was a failure in, in some aspects, but it wasn't devastating. And you can quickly come back from these failures. And I think, like you said, that's what holds a lot of people back from doing their own thing is they're afraid of that failure, which are going to happen. I've started a lot of businesses. I uh, bought 
10,000 cans of a energy drink that I was going to sell on the campus of the University of Nebraska. And I was, I'm, I'm making a million dollars doing this. And then the uh, state of Nebraska made the energy drink illegal because uh, oh, no. the name was, the name was cocaine. Okay. So that was, that was the reason. Okay. That, um, but it was a failure. But again, I was like, wow, that was very costly. That costs a lot of money. And you're going to have failures as you put yourself out there, as you do more things. Um, but another proverb, uh, if I was going to write a book, it'd be Proverbs for Entrepreneurs. I think that's what I would really write. Um, nice. But Proverbs 14.4 says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes through the strength of an ox. So yeah, if you don't do anything, you're not going to fail as much. Where if you go do stuff, you're gonna there are gonna be failures, but there's also gonna be successes. And if you're sitting back, there's no failures, but there's no successes either. And so you just yeah, you got to put yourself out there and just keep going forward. Well, and as I think any you know successful entrepreneur will say, you look back on the cost, overcoming that fear, stepping out into the dark, and then you start to um, figure it out. Right, you get better and better and better. But then as you look back on it, I mean, we're even at this stage in our company where I started it because of the pandemic. You know, I I was working for an employer. I've made companies millions of dollars. And in 2019, our job disappeared. They laid off a bunch of people. And and that was what prompted me to start the our consulting firm. I have a technology company as well. But, but you know, I look at where we were at in even the last four years. The freedom we have, the time freedom, just the ability to to mold our future and decide what product lines we want to bring on and what we want to make, uh, how we want to make a difference and, and so forth. I can't imagine going back, right? And I know you would agree. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. And yeah, and just you learn these lessons. So you take some acts of faith, I'll call them where you step out and just kind of uncomfortable and then you see the benefit of it. And then you realize, Oh, the failures aren't as bad as I thought. The successes are better than I thought. And then it encourages you. And then, yeah, next time it makes it easier uh, to, to go forward. And um, so, yeah, love that. Yeah. I think of faith or success as an entrepreneur, as a seed that you plant, you water it, you till it, you know, it takes a little time for it to start shooting up out of the ground. And even then you, you hope it doesn't get scorched by the sun or eaten by bugs or flooded or something, right? But if you believe that it can happen, you see evidences. You start to you start to feel hope and confidence in it. You start to um, understand how you got there. You start to want it more, right? And you see these these evidences, uh, these three: hope, understanding, and desire. And it's a, it's a very, it's a beautiful thing. But even then when it starts shooting up, you still got to water it. You still got to, you know, put fertilizer on it. You still, <laughs> so it can grow up into a tree. I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight. And yeah, there's a great satisfaction in, in doing that. But um, we are up against our next break. I told you it flies by. Yep. Time flies um, when you're having fun. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your your channel and what you what it is you focus on, what you're excited about lately. So don't go away if you're listening. And we will be right back with James Pelton on Finding Certainty. Mm-hmm. 
Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're continuing our conversation with James Pelton, serial entrepreneur, YouTube influencer, and uh, I love the fact that you're a, a man of faith. You talk a lot about your faith, about you quote scripture. I mean, that's the, that's the very first thing you said. It said, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur who loves Jesus, and I base everything I do on it, on him and, and, and you know, you, that foundation. I think it's really important. I think whatever that is for you as listeners, as entrepreneurs, you need to have something that f- grounds you in principles. Um, I'm a, I'm a Christian as well. I'm a, I try to be a man of faith in everything I do. And those principles ground me, right? They direct what I do in my business because you're going to have crossroads and you're going to have turning points and decision, you know, places where you need to make a decision. And what are you making those decisions based upon, right? Are you making them based on fear or are you making them based on, on faith and so forth? So, um, so we were talking on the break a little bit about crypto because that's obviously the, the crux of your channel is focused on um, on not just crypto but passive income, but it's heavily weighted the crypto direction, at least in the last few years. Is that safe to say? Yes. Yep. Well, and I can kind of explain why that is. So I got into investing um, when I sold my business and I started with venture capital. Um, and then I got into real estate. Real estate's a lot of work. People who say, oh, all these people making millions off of real estate, it's so easy. It's You got to deal with tenants. You got to deal with, even if you hire a management company, you have to deal with the management company. Um, you have to go look at properties. You have to get all the title work done. And it ends up being a lot of work. Um, and then I found my way into crypto where I was getting better returns 
And it wasn't nearly as much work. I just click a few buttons and then it's like, wow, I just made as much as I made with my rental property um, with three clicks. Um, so that really excited me about, and you know, and I love the technology behind it. So when I first read about Bitcoin, for example, and just the algorithm that they use and things like that, um, I just love it as a tech guy. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I got into that, I didn't really look back. I kind of sold, I started selling all my real estate, all my rental properties and saying, you know what, I'd rather put money over here where I can just click and make money. Um, so yeah, I've gone that direction. Well, it's hard to uh, buy, sell, tour, manage, and just deal with the headaches of real estate or uh, in several, uh, several other investments and have time freedom, right? Have quality of life. You know, you can do crypto from while you're sitting on the beach in Maui or somewhere. And isn't that the true definition of, of passive income, residual income? They, they even call it beach money, right? Or mailbox. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep, totally. So uh, what are you excited about lately? Getting into crypto and your, your topics. I know, as I said earlier, you're very transparent. You, you have videos. If you haven't gone to... YouTube and search for James Pelton on YouTube, you'll see multiple videos where he shows what he made that month and how he made it. And that's uh, very unique when it comes to online experts. So what are you excited about lately? Is there a project or two that you're, that you're, uh, you've been talking a lot about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the reason I'm, I'm so transparent is because I kind of realize, you know, when you start a YouTube channel or you start being an influencer, um, you have to kind of like find your niche, you know, like what, so what, what is it that I do that other people don't do? And what I found is, um, no one knows the future. And so I'm not great at predicting the future, um, which is, you know, that no one really is, anybody, but I found, right? yeah, I'm making really bad. Well, call are, I predict, <laughs> yeah. You think, you know, but when I predict the future, I'm wrong a lot of the time. And so I found, okay, so I don't want my YouTube channel to be around, me predicting the future. That's what most YouTube channels, uh, influencers who are in crypto, they're trying to predict the future. And I just found I'm not good at that. I don't think anyone's good at that. Um, so what is it that I can be good at? And one of them that I saw lacking around YouTube and around influencers was, well, just authenticity, transparency, um, those honesty, integrity, those are characteristics that I think you know, Jesus would be honored in me having, and they're also lacking. There's not a lot of people out there that are being transparent. They'll say, here's how you can make this. But like you said, but it's like, well, how much, how much did you make? Did you actually make that? Or, you know, and uh, so I found, okay, I'm just going to be as authentic as I can. I'm going to be as transparent as I can be. Um, it also makes it way simpler. I'm kind of simple minded in a lot of ways, and I don't have to think through how do I want this to look or how do I, should I share this or should I not share this? I kind of just said, you know what? I'm going to forget about optics. I'm going to just put out what I, what happened, what's real. I'm just going to be open and honest about everything. And then I don't have to keep straight. Was I, was I supposed to be open about that? Was I supposed to say that? And it's made my life a lot easier and people have really connected with it too. Uh, that. Yeah, that doesn't answer your question, though. I forgot the original question. I get off no, on my own a, monologue. It's okay. It's a cardinal principle, man. If you're honest, you don't have to, you don't have to remember. You know, right. I, you don't have to. You could lose your memory and never be worried. Right? Yep, so. exactly. And that's how I want to live my life. It's way simpler. Um, but as for what I'm excited about, so um, really, really excited about 
Bitcoin. Okay. And this sounds cliche. It sounds like, oh, that's so lame. You know, there's so much going on in crypto. How can you be excited about Bitcoin? But I truly believe um, we're seeing ETFs going here in the States. BlackRock says they want to bring in $30 trillion into Bitcoin. So the total market cap of Bitcoin right now is $600 billion. So if somebody brings in $30 trillion, that's going to do a lot to the Bitcoin price. And they're not the only ETF coming. We have Vanguard doing an ETF, Fidelity doing an ETF. Europe is putting in ETFs. Australia just filed for their first Bitcoin ETF. And uh, once this, the United States start doing something, the rest of the world kind of follows suit. Um, but we're going to see trillions and trillions of dollars flow into Bitcoin in particular over the next few years. People's retirement accounts are going to start, BlackRock's going to start putting some of that into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, so this is going to do huge things for the price of Bitcoin and also for the stability of Bitcoin. Because um, that's what keeps a lot of people away is you see it, oh, it's up 10%. Oh, now it's down 20%. Now it's down 40% and people can't handle that volatility. So uh, I'm really excited about Bitcoin. Um, another one is XRP, Ripple, if you guys aren't familiar with that one. But they just won their lawsuit against the SEC. So they, they're actually, their price went up 70% yesterday. So um, too bad we didn't do this couple days ago, I would have said, hey, buy some XRP. Um, and uh, now it's up 70%. But I think the sky's the limit for XRP. Um, they're partnered with a lot of banks. They're partnered, which this could be a, its whole episode, the World Economic Forum. Um, wh whether or not you like them, I don't personally, but they tend to get what they want in the world scheme of things. Right. And they have announced Ripple as their partner for um, you know, cross- uh, global payments and so ripple xrp i think the sky's the limit i think we're going to see probably 100x uh, in ripple eventually bitcoin um, very safe and then if you're looking for a small altcoin gem um, i really like biofi so he's a christian founder who i've been connected with uh, but they're doing biometrics on the blockchain we could do a whole episode on that probably too uh, but they have a six hundred thousand dollar market cap and what I like about that is when your market cap is so low, you have a lot of room to go up. You know, a 10X would only be $6 million. $6 million is nothing for a market cap of a company. Like that's nothing. And they're at 600K. So 10X, 100X, 1000X isn't off the table for them. So um, if there was three I was going to talk about, it'd be Bitcoin, BTC, Ripple, XRP, and BioFi are the three, uh, three cryptocurrencies I'm really excited about right now. So in 60 seconds, because we're coming up on the end of the show, but um, how do you create passive income from crypto? Are you just buying and holding it and cashing out it as it goes up? Or are there ways to actually get dividends or payouts just for the lay listener out there, layman listener? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe I'll have to come back on because uh, yeah, we didn't end up. That was kind of the main thing we wanted to talk about, but then we started talking about other things and, you know, the conversation just goes where it, where it will. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a let, few. Let me, let me cut you off, James, because sure. I think we should do that. I think we should do another episode. I've had one other guest that I had on twice and he was actually a crypto guy as well. Okay. It's such an interesting topic and there's so much to it. Um, we are running out of time here, but um if you had to leave just one tip, one one last tip with the listeners, and let's definitely have you back on and we'll go into 
the nuts and bolts of creating passive income, having residuals come in. We, we talked a lot more about the philosophy today and fear and overcoming it because it's a critical element. It's a foundation. I think it's the, it's the first step, right, to, uh, to creating passive income. Let's come back and do a uh, part two and, and get into the mechanics of it. That would be great because I couldn't do it service justice in 60 yeah, seconds yeah. here. Uh, I, um, I agree. But yeah, if I was going to leave people with a final word, um, what I would say is I, I define wisdom as delayed gratification or, or how far out you're looking for the benefit for what you're doing today. So kids look about one day ahead or not even sometimes not even that long. They look an hour ahead and say, I want <laughs> this now. As we get older, hopefully we're looking further out where, hey, I'm going to do things today. I'm going to plant seeds today that benefit me in five years, 10 years, 15 years. But the ultimate wisdom, when you when you go to the Bible, I want to plant seeds today that are going to benefit me in 10,000 years. And I think that's those are the best investments that you can make. So not stopping with just, I want to make a lot of money, but going to, I want to make some money so that I can help people so that in 10,000 years, I'm still reaping the benefits of, you know, this hard work that I put in today that I gave up Netflix to, to do today is still benefiting me in tens of thousands of years um, because of that eternal perspective. So that's kind of the one inspirational uh, thing that I would want to leave people with is what are you doing today? What seeds are you planting today that will be trees in 10,000 years? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. How do people get a hold of you or or find you on on YouTube or on online? Yep, biggest thing is uh, YouTube James Pelton. You just Google James Pelton, or it's YouTube slash James Pelton. Um, Twitter, I'm James Pelton one eight because there was seventeen other James Peltons who got to Twitter first. Um, <laughs> feel free to email me at jpelton seven two two at gmail dot com. I try to. I, I mean, I'm kind of swamped at times, but try to get through as many as I can. But yeah, I would love to connect with people. If you want to talk more about finances, faith, uh, Jesus, whatever you want to talk about, I'm open to it. So yeah, thank you so much. Well, thanks for being on the call, James. And we will definitely have you back. Uh, We can talk about the new project you and I are doing together. That's creating passive income for folks. If you want to learn a little bit about that, go to jamespelton.mytzt.com. Learn about the new banking platform we're we're rolling out, taking the power back from the banks and giving it to the people. So thanks for being on Finding Certainty and uh, have, a, have a fantastic weekend, everybody. I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm going to here in beautiful Utah. James, take care. I know you're headed to uh, overseas here soon. Enjoy your trip. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.